Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. But did you know that you can join Ask the Tarot live every Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern on Spotify Greenroom? That is right, live. All you have to do is download the Spotify Greenroom app and sign up for free or use your Spotify login to join. You can also click the link in our series or episode descriptions. Once you're there, follow Ask the Tarot and tune in every Thursday at 8 p.m. to hear what the tarot has to say. Hey, I'll even read your questions live. You don't want to miss that. Download Spotify Greenroom for free today and join Ask the Tarot live every Thursday. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, everybody. It is Michelle T. Thanks for coming to Ask the Tarot. Hello, everyone. Oh, my goodness. I'm like a little, I'm a little discombobulated. I just ran into the house um, because my, one of my best friends is being massively harassed by her trashy landlords. And she wanted me to come hang out with her and be a friend and support her because she gets so nervous dealing with authority. Can't you relate to that? I really can. So I just was, was there doing friend duty, which is really really great because today I'm focusing on some questions that came to me through Instagram that are about friendships or frenemieships. So it's a, it's a real friend vibe that's going on. I know it was horrible for her. It is horrible for her, but thankfully, you know, she's got some sort of like, you know, wherever you live, um, if you're being harassed by a landlord and you're a renter, there's usually like a housing rights organization you can look at. So, you know, we live in LA and there's actually some really great housing rights places. So she's, I think she's going to be okay. But, um, I was happy to get to be there for her, but I was literally running in the door at five fifty nine, going, Oh my God. <laughs> All right, you guys, thank you so much for being here. Uh, for those who are new, this is ask the tarot. It's a tarot show. You can raise your hand. I will, um, you know, I'll call on you and, uh, you can ask me, you know, a question, an advice question of sorts, and I'll pick tarot cards to see what the tarot has to say about it. Also, another way folks get me their questions is they send them to me on Instagram. I'm on Instagram at Michelle Tease, T-E-A-Z, and you can send me questions that way. I kind of, I go back and forth and then try to answer as many folks as I can. And if you love this show so much, you might also like my podcast, which is called Your Magic. Find it on Spotify. And when you find it, you'll find all the back um, episodes of Ask the Tarot also. So, all right, great. Um, here's a question that's about tarot that I want to start with. I, I love getting tarot questions also, right? Um, here's the question. Question about tarot reading. What do you do when a deck sucks? <laughs> Context. I recently got uh, the, the alchemistical indie deck, and I'm noticing that the interpretations are muddy. Unlike other decks, it has five suits, earth, air, water, fire, and spirit, as well as the major arcana. Each time I pull a card, I can't quite determine what I'm looking at. While the artwork is beautiful, I can't help but think that they went for beauty over actual interpretation. The whole deck has a more ethereal blanket statement, all about the journey kind of vibe. Should I stick with it or put it away? What would you do? Listen, this is what I would do. I say, life is too short to spend time trying to bond with a tarot deck that you can't connect with, you know? There's so many tarot decks out there. Here's what I think you should do. Like that deck actually sounds really interesting. Like maybe uh, somebody who has been reading tarot for longer than you um, might not need or as, as much interpretation. They might be fine with just grooving on the pictures. They might be somebody, there might be people who are collectors who want a different, a bunch of variety of decks. Give it to somebody, gift it to somebody put it out in the world. Um, and then go get yourself a new deck, you know, that you really can bond with. Um, and it does give you lots of information about the cards. I mean, especially when you're first starting, it's really important, I think, you know, to, to have a lot to read and a lot to study. Um, here's another thing. Well, this is different because this is a deck that added a fifth suit, 
um, which is really interesting that they did that. But it does mean that it's really, you know, they're the ones, they're the only ones who can tell you about that fifth suit, right? Um, but for the rest of them, you know, you can sometimes, if sometimes if you find a deck that doesn't go very deep into the interpretation, you can use another, you can find another tarot book, right? Like if it's a deck that's riffing on the Rider weight deck, you can probably find a tarot, a tarot book that is really meaty that, um, that you can read um, and kind of supplement, you know, whatever book it came with. So, you know, but overall, you're not vibing with it. It's not inspiring you. You want a deck that like makes you feel excited. Like, ooh, I get to play with my deck today. You know what I mean? So, so go for it. Yeah, get rid of that deck. Go get a new deck. <laughs> All right, cool. Let's see who's in the room with their hand up. Adam, you're on a tarot show. I'm reading tarot cards. If you have a question, like an advice question, like you want some insight, you want some clarity, you want some direction, you can tell me what's going on and I'll pull tarot cards for you. Are you interested in doing that? Ooh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I have dreams of like, uh, of like skulls. People, people are like skulls in my dreams that like come after uh-huh. me all the time. Mm-hmm. And then I don't get afraid of it. What does that mean? Am I a demon or like, what, what, or the demons? You know, that's not a question for the tarot. The tarot can give you a, the tarot can answer if you have a decision that you need to make in your life. Um, the tarot can help give you some guidance, but um, well, sorry, it can't really, it you know, it's from... not going to tell you if you're a demon or not. Okay. Um, tarot, 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 tarot. Okay. You think about it. If you come up with a question that you think it can help you with, I'll call on you again. I'm going to let you go right now. I'm going to see if there's somebody else who's got a question ready. But if you get a question ready, raise your hand again. I'll call on you again. All right, Reginald, you're on. How can I help you this evening? Hold on. Having a, I'm here now. Oh, you're here now. Okay. I, I just want to say, you know, dreaming about a bunch of skull people and you're not scared seems kind of great. I mean, who wants to be scared yeah, in a dream? I'm like, if you can help what, it. what kind of question is that, bro? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. What can I help you with, Reginald? Okay. So um, me and my fiance live in Arizona. Um, okay. Apartment prices are going up. Um, so we're debating if we want to stay like here in the Phoenix area or either move to Flagstaff, uh um, or to Louisiana where I'm from. Okay. So you want me to pull cards on both of those places? Let me see. I'll pull first on Flagstaff. I love Flagstaff. You know, I went to Flagstaff during this like formative moment in my twenties when I was vegan in the nineties. And like just the fact that they have this adorable vegan cafe in Flagstaff called Macy's it was enough. I was like, this place is magic because I got, <laughs> I got vegan pie there. And, but it like really does stay in my mind as like a very sweet and magical little place. So let's see. Flagstaff, Arizona, picking three cards on that. All right. And Louisiana, which also has many magical spots in it. Okay. Pulling some cards on Louisiana where you're from. So I know that that can have pluses and minuses to it. Um, Okay. It doesn't help that I'm a little homesick. Oh, well, geez. Okay. Let's see what the cards have to say about that. Do you want to pick cards on also remaining in Arizona or no? Uh, yes. Um, yeah, if I can for like the third reading is staying in Phoenix. Yeah. Okay, what does it look like just to stay in Phoenix? You know, like make it work, hustle, see if the, you know, the housing market maybe will go down. These things are so you know, volatile or, okay, let's see what that looks like. Um, okay, so let's see, for Flagstaff you have, I'm reading with the Rider Waite deck today, you guys, I'm taking a break from the Toth deck, um, mostly because I ran in here, <laughs> you know, at 559, and I was like, oh, my, my Rider Waite deck was out, so I'm like, I guess it's you and me tonight. Right or wait. Okay, so for, for um, Flagstaff, you have the Queen of Cups, and you also have the Eight of Discs, and you have the Page of Pentacles. I like that. Those are all nice. I mean, the Queen of Cups, especially in the Rider Waite deck, she's so sweet. You know, she's like, she's just like, she's very, um, she's peaceful. She's introspective. Um, you know, it's a nice, it's a homey vibe. You know, I feel like she's really at home in her seat, you know, with her, her feet, um, you know, kind of by the ocean. Um, it's interesting that you got this eight of discs. It's a very worker card in the Rider Waite. You know, it's this guy who's like hammering out all of these discs. He's sort of like a, an artisan. 
And so it's suggesting that there's work for you there, or you'll definitely, um, you'll definitely be like, you know, taken care of there. And then the page of pentacles is cute because the pages are like, you know, they're, they're very, um, they're, they're the freshest, fresh-faced, youthful, like everything is new. And so I like this idea, you know, pentacles does rule where you live, right? In the earth. And so there's a sense of like newness and um, like, oh, wow, we're in this new place and it's kind of exciting. I I do, it feels very well-rounded. Let's look at Louisiana. Oh, forget it. Louisiana just kicked its ass with a single card. You got the victory card. It's like, talk about homecoming. It's like the, the, you know, the victor coming home on the white horse, you know, and all of the townspeople are out being like, hurrah. Um, ooh, but there's also the five of swords and the high priestess. Okay. Yeah. That looks actually really good. Even with the five of swords, it looks like um, there's some sort of issue, some sort of, um, something's a little tricky about about moving there. Um, I don't know what form it will take. If you have any ideas, I can pick cards on it. You know, the first card is the six of wands. It's victory. That's a very powerful yes. Okay. And then Five of Swords, it's like, yes, but there's a glitch. There's like, I like the Five of Swords. You know, the Five of Swords in the Toth deck just says defeat. So you're just like facing defeat. You're like defeat. But here in the Rider Waite deck, it's like the it's like the character in the card that you're meant to identify with isn't necessarily defeated. He's collecting the swords of the defeated. So it's a different vibe. It looks like there's like a problem, but I think you'll get past it, especially with the High Priestess come in as card number three. I mean, holy crap. Like, it's like, yes, you know that you're supposed to be there. Like, there's just something so destined about the high priestess, so intuitive, so knowing about like, um, you know, what it is you truly need um, to, to kind of live your best life on your path, right? Let's, what does it look like for you to stay where you are? No, you gotta go. No, you're going to Louisiana. We've decided it here tonight. Um, for staying where you are, you have, the first card is the nine of cups. Okay, it's solid, right? That's fine. But then you get the three of swords right afterwards. It's just swords through the heart. And it's like the housing market just breaking your heart, right? And then after that, you have the judgment card. And so I just feel like even if you stay, even if you're like, okay, let's stay, you're still going to leave. Like the staying story doesn't end with you guys like figuring out how to how to live happily ever after. It's, it ends with you going, all right, we gave it a try. And now it's judgment day, right? We're looking and we're taking stock and it is not worth it. So um, it looks like it's Louisiana. If you go to Flagstaff, it's cute. It's not not cute in Flagstaff. There's nothing bad in Flagstaff, but I think it's powerful for you in Louisiana. Does that make sense? Um, a, a little bit. Um, <laughs> I, I, understand, not- I understand the defeat in Louisiana. Um, I, I feel like I will lament coming back home, but I know I'm Ooh. I'm highly loved by my family, so I'm like, no, I can. I, that victory makes sense. Okay, good, good. Oh my god, um, that that makes you know. I feel like there's always it's always a double edged sword to move back home because it's like, oh gosh, yes, I feel connected here. This I make sense here, but then it's also is that like, but wasn't I supposed to like? I don't know, make it big in New York City or something. You know, it's like, there's this also, it's a bittersweet thing coming home. So that makes sense that that's showing up in the reading. But, um, you know, I really feel like the, um, the, the, the victory card in that is just a more powerful card than the defeat card. Okay. Um, usually in like in tarot, I get yeah. the page of pennies a lot. The page so what? I, I usually get the page of uh, pentacles a lot. And okay. I'm a Capricorn and that kind of makes a little bit of sense because it's such an earthly card. And I'm like, wait, is that me yeah. building something or? It could be you building something. If you went there as a Capricorn, you'd have no choice but to build something, right? Because you're going to do that everywhere you go. And I do think, like I said, Flagstaff looks cute. You know, there is work for you there. There's something for you to build there with the eight of pentacles. Um, and what sign is your partner? They are also a Ooh, power couple. Okay, cool. Um, it looks like it's also very pleasing, emotionally pleasing and emotionally inspiring for you to be there. Um, but I just feel like, you know, the high priestess, usually when the high priestess card comes up, I feel like that in a sense is like our higher self. I always see that as a message from your higher self being like right here, you know, this is your path. This is where you're supposed to be. So, um, you know, there, I, I think there might be a world where you do both. Like you can go to Flagstaff and like, have a cute little time in Flagstaff. I don't know. That might not work for Capricorn because you guys want to, you want to seal the deal. You, you well, want- I'm a Gemini moon, so I might want to have some adventure there. Okay. 
it's definitely, I mean, try it out. You know, I think, I think that it's, it's not bad for you to go there at all. Like it's really cute, but it just looks like ultimately, you know, whether it's in six months or six years, I think you will be back in Louisiana. Bring it on. Okay. Good luck to you. Thank you, Michelle. You have a good night. You too. All right. Let's see. So I, I compiled some questions here that are about friendships that came into me um, through my Instagram. So let's see. Okay. This is, oh, you know something? This is not a friend card, uh, a friend question, but this is a question that came in that I really wanted to answer. (laughs) So now I remember what I've done. So let me get to it. Okay. Uh, I'm a Capricorn sun. We're just, you know, we're on the Capricorn sun roll right now. Capricorn sun, Sag moon and Aquarius rising. Right now I have a few years till my contract for the military is up but I feel like I need to figure out now if I will re-enlist or not. Morally, I don't want to because of American atrocities and what the military actually does. But realistically, I'm POC and gender non-conforming first generation, and there are a lot of benefits. I'm currently in college, which I love. I'm not sure what I'll do with it when I graduate, but I'll most likely go for my master's. That's awesome. I'm also working to be a professional dancer, so so that more of a side job now. I guess I'm looking to know if I should re-enlist or if I should focus on this potential future with my sociology degree and dance career. You guys, this is like absolutely the test. This is putting to the test my, um, you know, what Michelle would say and what the tarot would say, you know? And I, I you know, this person wants a tarot reading and a tarot reading they will get. Um, I hesitate a little bit because of like, I get, you know, being POC, being gender nonconforming, first generation, shit is hard and you want to leg up and you want to like, you know, you want benefits, you want help. I hate that this country offers what feels like to a lot of people the best help through joining the military, which yeah, American atrocities, what the military actually does. I'm so glad that you're, you know, that, that, that you're weighing that and that that matters uh, to you. And, um, you know, all right, (laughs) I'm not going to say anything because you could probably tell me more about, you know, what the military actually does than I can tell you. So respect, um, I'm going to shuffle right now. What does it look like if you accept on some level as you have to, you know, what the, what the military is actually doing and you stay, you re-enlist because, um, cause of what you hope to get from it. Okay. What does that look like for you? Is it in your highest good? Um, so, you know, do I believe in a world where it can be in your, a person's highest good to align themselves with a corrupt organization? I actually do. I think life is really freaking complicated. Okay. So there's three cards. Now, what if you just trust that you can make it without the things that the military are offering you? Okay. What if you trust that there is another way. There are other resources um, and you do not re-enlist and you go towards the sociology degree, which I love for you. I love it. Um, and your dance career. I love that too. Um, okay. What does it look like for you to be like, you know something? I am going to disengage from this machine and I'm going to take what I got and I'm going to you know, go on this new direction. Okay. So here's the first. Okay, so if you re-enlist, Ace of Cups, Four of Discs, and Ace of Wands. Wow, wow, you guys. I don't want it to say that, (laughs) but that's what it says. Now, if you don't re-enlist and you follow uh, this other path, Four of Swords, the Fool, ding, 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 and the High Priestess. Thank you, Tarot. Thank you, Tarot. So listen, you can obviously re-enlist. I mean, for the re-enlistment, you got two aces, right? Which is like really, really interesting because it's, you know, it's a new path. It's an old path. It's a path you're already on, but there is some sort of newness to it, uh, a recommitment with the Ace of Cups, the Ace of Wands. You can do it, okay? The middle card is really interesting with that Four of Discs. Um, you know, again, I'm so used to reading the Toth card. It's a power card. It is a Capricorn card, right? But in the Rider Weight deck, it has a different emphasis. It is emphasis is a bit on scarcity, right? This guy has four discs, but he's got his feet on two of them to make sure they don't like blow away. He's holding clutching one and he's got one kind of stuck in his crown. And so the real, the story of it is it's a little bit fearful, right? Like, oh, I better, I better hold on to what I got. I don't want to risk 
losing what I have. So it's a little interesting. So the story of re-enlisting is like, you can do it and you've got the energy to do it and you can persevere with, um, you know, the problems, you know, that, that come with it. You can find, you can figure out your way to be at peace with that. But it is also kind of a fearful decision. Now over here, I love this one. It starts with the Four of Swords, which is really interesting, okay? Because the Four of Swords, especially in the Rider Waite, it's the soldier. He's supposed to be a soldier, right? And he's resting. It's the resting soldier. My God, you get a break. You get a mental break and you get to process what you've been through, right? Because you've, you know, you've, you've must have seen and experienced a lot and you must have had lots of different feelings and thoughts about everything that you, um, everything you experienced. And you're going to have some peace of mind and some time to relax before, boom, the fool. You, I mean, like, you know, the aces are new beginnings, right? But the fool is a new beginning on a whole other level, right? It's like, and it's so inspiring. And where is it going to lead you to? The high priestess. She's back again. I just really, I love that she's come up twice um, in the first two readings, you know? She's so about... Um, trusting your intuition, trusting that like you are, you can take care of yourself and also the universe can take care of you and give you these resources. Like it does require trust um, and faith and like a lot of action, a big leap off that cliff, like the fool. It feels joyful to me. Like that fool card is so joyful. Right. And um, I just feel like you really, you really deserve that peace of mind um, that you're going to get not by not re-enlisting. Big peace of mind, big new adventure, and closer to um, your higher self, right? Getting you closer to your truth. Because man, I can hear in your, in, your, in your letter the problems that you have with the military. And it's like, I just think that's gonna take a toll on you to, to know it the way that you so know it and then sign back up. Um, and there's a lot of just like psychic freedom, that comes with the um, the high priestess card and not re-enlisting. So whatever you choose to do, best of luck to you. You're going to be okay either way. I hope you take that high road. All right. So let me see who's got their hand up. Gata, Gata or Gata? I'm sorry if I'm not saying your name correctly. Hi. Yeah, it's Gata. Gata, hi. Uh, is, um, so my question is, so I work as a psychic and I do readings. I've been okay. doing readings for a few years. And I recently brought somebody to work with me to build a course. And I wrote the beginning of it because I also train people to tap into their own intuitive psychic abilities. I like It's almost like the inner world is a language and I train people to understand it. And I've been doing that one-on-one. -on -one. And so what happened was I started building this course and I got partway through and then I've been unable to work on it. And I just have this sense of like, I can't, I can't do this. Um, and I'm not sure if that's because I shouldn't do the course or because I need to reformulate the course. So I guess my question is like, is, is this course a good thing for me to be doing or should I just like leave it or should I just like reframe it? Okay. So what does it look like if you just sort of over, I'm, I'm shuffling right now asking, what does it look like if you just overcome, you know, this sort of resistance you're feeling, right? And just do it. Just like plunge yeah. back in, trust it, trust it. If there's, you know, little glitches with it or quirks, you'll work it out. It doesn't have to be perfect. Nothing is. So what does it look like? And because you asked, I will see, what does it look like for you to put it down for right now? Um, what does it look like for you to put it down? Let's not say forever, but for a moment um, and maybe, you know, Put some energy somewhere else and let it let the um, the course marinate a little bit, gestate further. Maybe you'll get um, you know some sort of message about it about what it needs by leaving it alone for a minute. Um, so I'll pick three cards on walking away from it for a moment, mm -hmm. and then the three cards on what if you just sit down to, and what if it does need doesn't need reframing? What if you actually kind of restructure it? Um, give it, you know, so this is different from the first one. The first one is like, you're just going to keep going forward with it. Right. And you're just going to see this block as a sort of natural resistance that can happen with in creative projects. But this one that I'm shuffling is you're going to actually deliberately restructure it. What does that look like? Um, I'm going to give it one last little shuffle. Okay. So for just getting back in, getting back on the horse, queen of swords, Six of Swords 
in King of Pentacles. I mean, you know, we're going to compare and contrast, of course, but that looks really good. I mean, I feel like that Queen of, of Swords, she she's so ruthless. And sometimes we need that ruthless energy uh, when we're avoiding, you know, our work or a creative project. You know, she's just like, you just get in there and you just sit down and you finish it, you know. And the Six of Swords means you can do it. You're, It's, you know, it's moving away from um, mental stress into, you know, smooth sailing. They're on their boat. And so I just see that as by you sitting down and actually doing the work, the clarity comes from doing it, right? Like the clarity doesn't come when we avoid the work. It just compounds itself. But by sitting down, you're going to see the way through. Um, and then King of Pentacles, amazing. Like here you are now with this product, right? That you've that you've completed, that you feel good about, that you can help enrich your life and enrich the lives of other people. So that's the story for that. For walking away from it, Page of Pentacles, the Strength card, and the Hermit card. That's very, very interesting. So, um, hmm. I mean, I really give so much um, credence to Major Arcana cards. Um, so y'all, you know, and sometimes when when um, it looks like two conflicting paths or like paradoxical paths are both good. I'm like, oh, is there a way we can blend this? It's like, you know, maybe you do want to stay away from it for a moment. Um, That page of pentacles is back up again. Hello, little page. Um, I'm wondering if there's a way in which you feel or you ended up feeling a little out of your depths. You know, I just always think of the page as, um, you know, he's learning. Um, So, you know, what about you not being a master is at play here when you step away. Um, and then you have the strength card and the hermit. It's like, I don't know if I, I don't know, you guys. I don't love the hermit card. I, I'm always trying to make peace with the hermit card, but I feel like, um, I guess it's just very against my nature. Like he's alone by himself in a cave. And it's kind of the opposite of the work you're talking about doing, right? Like you're talking about, you know, working with people to, you know, being in contact with people and, and teaching them. And um, the hermit is very wise, but, you know, he's kind of like working on himself in the cave. The strength card. I'm very, I'm very intrigued. Let's see what happens if you reframe it. Reframing it. No, that's not quite it. It's not about reframing it. To me, for the reframing, you got the lovers, you got the two of swords, and there's that four of discs, okay? So reframing is not going to help you. It's like, the lover, if you sit down to reframe it, there's the lover's card being like, okay, how are you going to reframe it? What is the reframe? And you're like, I don't know. You know, with the two of swords, you're just like, ah, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the reframe is. And then with the four of discs, you're actually afraid to make too big of a move. Um, so to me, what it looks like is enjoy your time away from it. <laughs> okay. Um, while you're away from it, like, can you still be working on it somehow, right? Can you be thinking about it? Can you be letting it gestate a little bit? Um, the Hermit is such a great meditation card. Do you want to meditate on it? Um, do you want to think about with that strength card? Like, can you build yourself up to, to face the work again? To me, what it sounds like and what it looks like, looking at those three cards that come up for you if you return to the work, um, it looks like it's just that intimidation um, factor when we get, you know, we can get so deep into a project by pure inspiration. And then sometimes imposter syndrome, right? Totally. Sometimes then we hit that wall and we don't know how to proceed. Um, is this making sense to you? Yeah, it does. I think that it's probably because I feel like I can't take a break because I'm trying to work with another person and I'm actually been working on this business just by myself. Um, so I, but I always do everything by intuition. So I think what you're saying makes so much sense because it's like, I think intuitively, I know I need to take a break, but I set a deadline with another person. So I feel really stressed about it. So I think the, the combination is just like, do it, but actually follow the intuition about the timing. Yeah, absolutely. Take the break. Can you work with this? Okay. I just picked a card of like, you know, the person that you're working with, like, obviously you feel um, obliged to them, you know, to, to stick with the plans that you made. But I was like, is there a little wiggle room? Can you kind of like talk to this person? And I got the 10 of cups, which is such a happy card, you know, in the Rider Waite deck. So I think that, you know, you, you, if you need to be the hermit and take that space, I mean, the hermit card is so great for that, right? That is a great manifestation for the hermit of like, I need some me time. So, um, 
yeah, I would say take some space, communicate with the person. They're going to understand. And then like, but do give yourself a time limit so that you don't lose momentum um, and that it doesn't turn into avoidance. Because that queen, I, you do have that queen of swords on your side. And I like, I like kind of what a butt kicker she can be. I feel like she can be a real, a real aid. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I think this person really would understand. She completely, she knows me very well. Oh, so it's going be fine. I just am like, I think it's just in my head that it's going to be a problem. <laughs> it won't be. Yeah, it definitely won't be. I just picked another card. And it's King of Wands and uh, three, of, three of Discs. Like that work will be waiting for you. This person doesn't want you to work yourself to the bone, you know. They want you to be at your best doing this work. And I mean, it's psychic work. You've got to be at your best. You've got to do, you got to make time for self-care, right? Yeah. Thank you so much. That's very Thank you. Okay. All right. Here is a friend question. Um, I haven't talked to my childhood best friend in over a year. She has a severe chronic illness and I always wanted to be there for her, but the drama between us has gotten intense. Recently, her dad reached out to me because he hadn't heard from me or about me in a long time. I'm wondering if this means it's time to reach out or if I should just remain keeping my distance to keep the peace. Hmm, there's so much unsaid in this, right? There's a lot that's not said. Um, you know, what is the nature of the drama? Um, is it nice that the dad reached out or is it like, is it micromanaging? We kind of, we kind of can't tell. Um, Oh, I see a request for Gata's uh, Instagram. I love that. I love that. I want to follow you too and follow the work that you're doing. Um, put that Instagram up here. Okay, so I'm going to pick some cards. Um, you know, what does it look like if you reach out and are just like, hey, your dad you reached out to me and, you know, it made me, I don't know, miss you or wonder, you know, if, you know. <laughs> if things have chilled, like, do you think we can get together? Or I'm just thinking of you. I don't know. Some, in some way, what does it look like? If you reach out, I hope you're well. You know, just some sort of good, good vibe, good vibe offering. Versus, you know, what if you just, you know, keep distance to keep the peace? You know, like you, yeah. I mean, sometimes it's easiest to have love and compassion for people when you're not like all up in their business, like, right. Some people you have to love from afar. So what if you keep just sort of like wishing this person well from afar, not to punish them, but just because like, it's not doing you guys any good to be together. So what does that look like? Okay. Reaching out the chariot. Interesting. The chariot queen of cups, ah, four of wands. That sure does look pretty. It really does. Now, if you don't, if you stay held back the devil, Oh, wow. Queen of Swords. She's looking a little harsher <laughs> and less friendly in this reading, isn't she? And the King of Pentacles. Very interesting. Um, I say go for it. I say go for it. That chariot is a go for it vibe, right? The chariot. And it's the chariot of war, you know? There's bumps. You guys were at war, okay? You had a conflict. You had a falling out. But can you ride over this rocky road towards each other again? You know, not expecting it to be smooth sailing, but, you know, as long as people are respectful and adult, can you figure out a way to reach out to each other? The Queen of Cups, she's so receptive, right? She's loving. She's emotionally calm. I feel like that's really nice. Like, I feel like you're capable of making that first move in a, in a nice way. And I feel like your friend is going to be happy to hear from you especially with that four of wands and those, you know, those two people who look like extras from the movie Midsummer <laughs> in their toga dresses, waving their flower pom-poms in the air. Um, somebody make a Midsummer tarot deck. I'll buy it. Um, okay. I feel like this is your happy ending, right? It's a happy ending and it's a new foundation for you guys to proceed from. Um, whereas if you don't reach out, I mean, the devil is just like, I don't know, right? The devil, he's so controlling. He's, um, I mean, do I love the devil? Of course I love the devil, but let's, let's read him in context, right? Controlling, um, especially in this Rider weight deck, right? He's got such a scowl on his face and he has these two humans, human demon people chained to his throne. It's like you're, it's almost like you, if by not reaching out, you are staying chained to the past in this way, right? You're staying, you're, you're like doubling down on, the way that you guys look to each other in the past. I mean, times have changed. You've changed. 
Um, and it, it's, it, I think it's better to be curious about each other. And I think the first reading is, you know, encouraging you to be curious and take a risk, whereas the devil just wants you to be kind of shut down, right? And that queen of swords also, you know, I mean, she's, she's, let's be real, she's a little harsh, right? King of pentacles is like, all right, I'm fine where I am. You know, there can be a smugness to him too. So, you know, these cards are colored a little differently, you know, in a question like this being uh, headed up by the devil. So I say definitely avoid the devil, jump on that chariot, reach out to your old best friend and um, good luck to both of you. Okay, let me see. Who's got their hand up? Luna, Luna, hello. I'm here to, to pick some tarot cards for you and maybe your pretty cat that you have in your photo. Hi, can you hear me? I hear you great, yeah. Awesome, okay, so. I'm loving the theme that you have tonight. I actually have three friends that I want to kind of get a reading on um, what it would look like for me to reignite a friendship with them. Okay. So the first person is um, actually one of my old high school, they're all old high school friends, um, but I haven't really talked to any of them in over 10 years. And um, okay. So the first one is, uh, his name is Tim. And then the second one okay. is Sandy. And then the third one, her name is Rachel. Okay. So we're just like picking on what the energy is like between you and these folks, right? Yeah. I kind of want to know, like, I mean, I don't really want a reading like versus what it looks like if I reach out to them versus if I don't, because I'll be, I'll be okay without them. <laughs> Let's get okay. But um, yeah, I just kind of want to know like what it looks like if I do reach out and try to reconnect and rebuild that friendship with each of them. Okay. That's great. So I just picked for the first person. What's the second person's name? Uh, Shandy. Shandy. Okay. So I'm shuffling on Shandy right now. All right. And I'm picking three cards for like, what does that look like? And then the third person that you're considering reaching out to? Is Rachel. Rachel, okay. Uh, Luna, I hear you're a little low in your volume. I wonder if there's a way, I can hear you, but it seems like other folks are having a hard time. Um, uh, is that better? Yeah, you got louder on my end. Okay, okay and I'm gonna just do one more shuffle here for Rachel. And... So what will this look like? So your first friend, what is their name again? Tim. Okay. Two of wands, nine of pentacles, and the chariot. Oh, I love the chariot is like making friends tonight. Um, this looks great, actually. Um, the two of wands is a very, I feel like it's a very optimistic card. You know, you have this person who's literally holding the world in their hand. They're looking out over this vista that includes like land and sea and mountains. And there's, there's like, you know, a sort of, sorry, a wand on either side of them. And it just really speaks to possibility and energy. Um, and so where does that energy land? It lands in the nine of pentacles, which is this woman who's very well off. She's standing in her beautiful garden. Um, everything's great. She's got a cute hat. She's got a pet falcon on her hand. It's, it's about things having grown to fruition and, um, and being beautiful and there to be enjoyed, right? It's a very earthly pleasures card. And then the, again, the chariot, like doing it, jumping in the driver's seat and going for it. And again, the chariot of war, is it perfect? It's not perfect, but you know, as long as it's not egregious, as long as it's not abusive, you know, it might be a little bit of like, all right, I have to accept this person where they're at, know what I can expect from them and enjoy them in the, within the kind of limitations they're able to give me, right? And it looks like there's really something there for you and this person. So I like that. Now let's move to really awesome because um, we've actually already reconnected. Uh, he reached out to me and uh, uh -huh. we've I've, like, we've basically just picked up where we left off 10 years ago. Oh, that sounds so cute. I really, I love that. I love that it's already happening and that it feels good. Um, Shandy, however, I think there's some drama. Is, is Shandy a drama llama? I don't know. The very first card that came up, is the five of wands. It's a bunch of people fighting, right? With sticks, basically. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's something about it where it looks a little posed, 
which, you know, that's nice that no one's getting their, their head cracked open, but it also feels like, well, why are you, what's this fake fighting about? It's like a lot of, it just feels like drama to me. Um, the two cards that follow it don't really make it any better, in my opinion. It's the King of Swords and the Queen of Wands. Um, I'm wondering if it's you and Shandy. And, you know, I feel like they both, I'm looking at them next next to um, this card of fighting people, and they both look very stubborn to me. You know, the King of Swords looks very detached, very removed, um, you know. And the Queen of Wands is, like, looking off to the side and not making eye contact, and her mouth is set in this sort of very steely line. And, I mean, I love both of these cards, and they have different energy and different reading, but... Seeing them on the heels of the five of, of wands with nothing else, it's making me feel like whatever issues uh, ended this friendship probably have only grown and not not lessened. Oh, I love the five of wands gives you gossiper kind of vibes. I feel that. I feel that. It's like unnecessary drama. So like the story there is um, I, we, I haven't actually talked to her since I started dating the guy that I had my 10-year-old daughter with. Um, and uh-huh. she did not like him and I don't like him now okay. either. But, <laughs> yeah. It, she's definitely full of drama. I mean, it can be so hard when somebody, when you have a falling out with a friend over a date and then it turns out that date was bad. Cause it's like, well, couldn't you still have been a better friend <laughs> You know, while I was with that bad date? I don't know. Exactly. Um, yeah, it doesn't look great. Rachel is interesting. Rachel, it looks like, I don't know, like there's maybe like a lot of sorrow there. I mean, the first card that comes up is the two of discs, which is the change card, right? So it's like, okay, something, you know, is this that the relationship had changed or is this that you can change the relationship? I mean, the next card that comes is the five of cups, which is such a sad card in the Rider Waite deck. You know, this person is knocked over three cups and they're heartbroken about it. You know, they're just gazing at what has been lost and they're ignoring the two cups behind them that still, you know, ostensibly have some really great wine in them for them to drink. But so this is, it's really sad. And then the last one is the King of Wands, which is really interesting. Um, did you guys end your friendship in a very sad way? Um, it, it's, it's kind of actually an interesting story. We have a lot of shared trauma. Like both of our first mm-hmm. marriages were full of abuse and, um, we didn't talk for a long time, like after high school. And then after she left her abusive relationship and came back home to her parents' house, we reconnected for a little bit. And then she's always kind of been Uh bigger. And then she got weight loss surgery and just stopped talking to me. I honestly don't know. She just hasn't thought about me or if she's just like I'm skinny now I don't need to hang out with you oh geez what an awful thing to be pondering I mean that is really sad and really painful to consider that that could be what it is um you know so we neither of us were very popular in high school and now mm -hmm. like I, I we're still friends on Facebook so I see her communicating and joking around with all the people who were popular in high school. Oh, so it's, it's, oh, just, it's the high school popularity game all over again with her. Oh my God. I, there is something very tragic there because, you know, for, I mean, not only that has, did that hurt you, but like, it just, it speaks so much to a really deep sadness in this person, right? Yeah, that they because, are. I mean, she was my best friend from sixth grade until we graduated. <sighs> Okay, let me see. I want, I want, uh, let me see. You know something? Um, it's very interesting. I would try reaching out. I would try reaching out. Um, you know, I just did a real quick thing and I got, um, I got the hanged man and then the magician. Okay. So this, you know, you reaching out is obviously you being like the bigger person in the situation because it sounds like the way they treated you was terrible. Um, and, but like, there is, I don't know, there, there, it could be something magic where like you, you know, they, you are this person from their past that like, you, there's also like the purity of your connection, like that still exists in their memory somewhere. And I wonder if by triggering it, by reaching out, you're triggering, it's possible for you to trigger um, a sort of memory back to like, what was important, you know, I, it's almost like how far gone is this person, has this person gone into 
um, this fantasy life that they're living now, right? Which seems like it is a, it's like a fantasy that's based on some, some really sad stuff. Um, but can I ask you what your sign is? I'm actually, yes, I am a cancer sun and both of my moon and uh, rising are in Sagittarius. Okay. I, I was like, you're, this is, you're, you're the, you're the wands that's coming up here. You're the queen of wands in the reading about Shandy and you are the king of wands um, in this, in this reading here. Um, so like, yeah, I feel like this is your optimistic Sag energy, right. That you have, even though you are a cancer, like to be bookended by Sag like that, that's going to have a really big influence on you. I feel like it is, I, I don't think you need to bother reaching out to, um, to Shandy, but I think there's something, I don't know. I, I feel like there's a core of sadness in Rachel and it's not your, job or um to heal her and nor is that even possible for you but i just wonder if by reaching out a chain of events can uh, can be sort of triggered um that would lead to something that's really meaningful for her and also possibly for you so i would say yes to the person you're already hanging with obviously and even though it might be a little painful for you i think you should reach out to rachel awesome well thank you so much Good luck to you. It's very, um, it's very brave and generous and optimistic of you to even want to do these things. And I think it's very sweet. I hope you're, I hope you're rewarded for it. You know. Me too. Thank you so much again. <laughs> Have a good night. You too. Bye bye. Okay, you guys. So here is, here is, uh, there's some dog drama and person drama all wrapped up into one dramatic tale. Here we go. Okay, my Havanese puppy, Ricardo the Great, aka Ricky, was diagnosed with congenital hip dysplasia at 10 months, which is super rare for a dog of his size and breed, not to mention super painful. His femur bone isn't growing into his hip bone, and there's the threat of bone plate death if we don't correct the problem. Oh no, Ricky will have a surgery in a few weeks that lops the top of his femur bone. Oh my gosh, we are all lighting candles for Ricky the Great. Then he'll spend a couple of months in rehab relearning how to walk. Needless to say, the process has been difficult for us all. We've gone to multiple vets to make sure we're providing him the best care that we can. And I feel confident that we are on the right treatment path. Throughout this process, a new friend who is maybe more of a frenemy, and this is where I'm getting stuck. I'm 40 years old and I still don't know how to recognize frenemies. I mean, I was even in a sorority in college, so I should have some well-developed frenemy radar. She's been insisting that I broke Ricky. My dogs and I have an active lifestyle and used to run or walk or play at the dog beach almost every day. Now I'm juggling one very active dog and one broken dog who still wants to run and play, but who needs to chill out until his body heals. And my friend has been repeatedly asking me if all this activity caused his dysplasia. I've tried gently explaining that no, multiple vets have diagnosed it as congenital. He was born with it. There's nothing anyone did or didn't do to cause it. Explaining this over and over has been hurtful to me. And finally, I set a clear boundary, in effect telling her that whatever story she's trying to impose on me isn't mine and she needs to stop. Good job. That didn't go over very well. Oops. And she's been giving me the silent treatment. I feel confident I can let go of this person. They weren't that important in my life. But Every time I interact with Ricky, the issue flares up in my mind. And I think about this person and start perseverating on how really awful and hurtful it was for her to insist that I might have broken my puppy. Oh my gosh, you know, I just fall right into that negative mind loop. It's been going on for a week and it needs to stop. This person really courted me and was more active in catalyzing our friendship. I'm a cancer. Doesn't that explain everything, you guys? I feel like this whole, this it's like this whole letter just ending with, I'm a cancer. It's like, I totally get it now. I mean, I got it anyway, but now I really do. I'm a cancer and an introvert and moved across the country right before the pandemic. So I've been in this funky place with making adult friendships and I've been challenging myself to open up more, to be more trusting, to invite people into my life, to give people a chance, etc. And I accidentally ended up with an aggressively friendly frenemy. I'm trying to wrap my mind around why this person came into my life what lessons the universe is inviting me to learn, how I can hopefully hurry up and move past it. Because I don't want this negativity to be part of my relationship with Ricky. I don't want her negative thoughts to intervene every time I love on him. Can you help? Can the tarot give me some guidance about next steps? I teach group fitness at the gym this person belongs to. So it's possible our paths could cross, though of course I've been avoiding that. 
Otherwise, she's completely cut off communication and it's up to me to figure out what I can do for myself to get some closure. Woof. Oh my God. This is, this is terrible. <laughs> All right. So I want to just say good job that like you know that you love your dog and that you didn't break your dog and good job like not letting this person gaslight you. Um, good job, you know, explaining gently until you had to draw a boundary and then good job drawing the boundary. I mean, you know, it's so great because it really shows you who this person is, that you drawing a boundary, um, you know, made them back off. So, you know, I have a lot of thoughts and I'd love to hear what y'all think about it too, because y'all are spiritually minded people. But the, the idea of, you know, I'm trying to wrap my mind around why this person came into my life. I mean, here's what lessons the universe is inviting me to learn. I don't know about you guys. I get really torn about things like this. Sometimes I'm like, you know, the universe is everything or the universe is nothing, right? It's all, it's all a lesson. So yeah, what is the lesson? So in that way, I can see the lesson is you need <laughs> to learn to draw boundaries and you did, right? I mean, don't we all need to learn to draw boundaries? I mean, this person, you know, you're, you're a female. I can only imagine, you know, as a female myself, it's hard. You know, we're not raised necessarily to have great boundaries. So that's one thing. The universe could also be showing you that um, you need friends, right? And if you're not proactive about going out and getting some friends, you're, you're vulnerable to the flotsam and jetsam of friends that might wash up onto your life. So that's an idea that I have, okay? I have another idea though, which is that the universe is also freaking random, okay? It's random. And we like to put you know, a lot of meaning onto the random universe. Um, and I think it is really helpful for us to do that psychologically. But sometimes a shitty person just comes around. And if you're like a friendly, nice, open-hearted person, sometimes you let a shitty person in. And all you can do when that happens is when they show their true colors, you draw a boundary. So that's what I think about it. Um, I would love to hear it. I mean, I, I know that there's going to be a wide range of thoughts about this. And I think they're all going to be really helpful. And I hope this person is actually here and able to look into the chat. Um, I'm going to read some of these thoughts afterwards, just in case, you know, in case the person's not here so they can hear it. Um, so let me see. Next steps. I say, you know, I'm going to, I am going to read tarot cards because that is what this person's asking for. Guidance about next steps. Okay. What would the tarot like for you to do in these next steps as you uphold your boundary against this person, right? as you try not to take their, their behavior personally, because it's not about you. This person clearly has got some issues, didn't cause it, can't cure it, can't control it, right? It's the mantra. Um, but what can you do? Um, I'm going to pick three cards. Wow. Okay. All right. <laughs> this is so interesting. So the very first card that came up is the 10 of wands. Okay. The person who is carrying the 10 heavy sticks to town. Their back is hunched. It looks so heavy and so unwieldy. They're clearly going to drop it soon. This is a burden. This is a card about something being a burden. You've got to put the burden down, okay? Um, you know, if you are a sort of obsessive-minded person, it might. it's harder for some people than others to put the mental thoughts down, right, and move on. So recognize that about yourself, if that's true for you, if you can kind of get stuck in a loop, okay? Um, don't judge yourself about it. It's just information. You might need extra help and extra time to put this down. But I think that, you know, when, when the thoughts of her come into your mind, you can just tell yourself, I'm putting that down. I'm putting it down. It's not my burden. She's not my problem. Not my circus, not my monkey. That's what somebody said to me when I broke up with a terrible person once. <laughs> they were like, not your circus, not your monkey. I was like, ooh, I like that. This person's not your circus, not your monkey, okay? So you can put this down. And if you want to use ritual to help you put it down, uh, you know, you can write this person's name on paper and you can burn it. You can be like, I'm letting go of this relationship. I'm letting go of this connection, you know? And also I'm letting go of, of all my connections with people like this, right? I'm, I'm letting go. I'm gonna know. I'm gonna know about myself that I'm open, and so sometimes the wrong person's gonna come in. But I also know that I'm wise, and I have boundaries, and I can also, when that wrong person comes in, 
I can put them back out, right? You can do that. The next card for you here is the eight of discs, which is a real work card, right? So it's really interesting because you're saying that you teach at this gym where she goes. Yeah, you might see her there. And when you see her there, you just do your job, right? You are there to do your job. That's your space, right? I know she might think it's her space too. It's her gym. I belong to the gym. You work there, right? You have a bit more of an ownership of that space, of that physical space. So I really encourage you to take up that space, um, to really focus on your work, focus on why you're there. You're being a service to other people, you know, through the, through the fitness classes that you're taking. Um, and so, you know, I think that this card is coming up just to tell you that like, yeah, that that's your spot. And then your final card here is the 10 of cups, that beautiful, happy ending card. Okay. So why are you getting this card for this like shitty situation? I think it's because you are going to be able to put it down. You got two tens, right? 10 of wands, 10 of cups, your time with this person is over. It's lingering, okay, as, as you've expressed for sure, want to validate that, but it's over. And you, you, this person's not going to be in your life anymore. But it's interesting because this is a card of like happy people playing together, right? There's two kids like holding hands and skipping around. Make some proactive friends. That's not to say that you can't, you know, make a bad judgment about a person. But I think that, you know, if you go after a friend because they have something you want to be close to, that is sometimes a good way to ward off, you know, the, the people who are trying to come to you. It's so interesting. I have my sister, this makes me think of her because she is an introvert water sign also. And because it's hard for her to be the proactive one in friendships, she's always been vulnerable to frenemies kind of coming at her, you know, because someone comes at her and she's like, oh, I should be open. Okay. And then, you know, they're like, not good. They're a friend of me. And then she's like, oh, see, I shouldn't have friends, you know? So it can become a self-fulfilling prophecy in a funny way. So I think that this is saying to you, look around at the people that you think have good vibes, right? That you have something in common with that maybe you want to be close to. You be, you catalyze a friendship with them. That's what I think. I think these are the things that will help you. Yeah, for sure. They will. Um, I'm going to pop over to the chat right now because... I want to see what folks say um, <laughs> in case you're not here to see it, okay? I'm getting, oh gosh, bye, Miss Silent Treatment, says Shelly. Love that. <laughs> um, people really like the word perseverating. I really like that too. Uh, aggressively friendly frenemied are the worst. Yes. Somebody asked, Jasmine asked, is this person really necessary in your life? They're not. And you know that too. Um, love me, love my dog. Megan is saying, sometimes others are drawn to us because of the things they lack. Oh, sounds like you are very empathic, but the friend is not, right? So that's really interesting. It's like, you know, for you, she's a friend of me coming at you, but like, what are you for her? You know, she's out there in the world and she maybe saw something beautiful in you and then she kind of couldn't rise to the occasion of it. So very interesting. Um, I say, leave that person in the dust. Intrusive thoughts are the worst. If it's about a person, I just, Venus is saying this, I love this. If it's about a person, I just say, thank you, be on your way, <laughs> over and over. Yep, sometimes you have to say that shit over and over and over, right? Thank you, be on your way. I like to say that about thoughts also, like random thoughts, right? Okay, good luck to you, um, and good luck to Ricky. All right, 6.59, you guys. I got time for one more here in the room. Megan, how can the tarot help you tonight? Hi, Michelle. Uh, thank you. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> my question is, centered on uh, career. Okay. Uh, the end of 2021 um, was kind of traumatic for me. Um, just really started to feel stymied in my career. And then um, towards the end of the year, my dad got sick and unfortunately passed right after Christmas. And so, so um, thank you. Uh, really just trying to decide now, you know, everything kind of got put on hold yeah. for me. And now I'm trying to decide, do I, you know, stay where I'm at, which feels stable? You know, I, I know it. Um, yeah. Do I look for something new, like a new opportunity? Or do I maybe take this opportunity to step back and, and spend more time with my family, you know, supporting my mom and I, I have a young son and, you know, so yeah. kind of looking at different different paths. Okay. All right. That's so clear. Thank you. So first I'll shuffle, like, you know, what does it look like for you just to stay where you are, even though it is a position that you had felt stymied in. You also know that, you know, there's some stability and that can be really helpful. You know, I can imagine, especially after being through such a topsy-turvy time and our world continues to be, you know, on the topsy-turvy tip still. So what would it look like for you 
to, you know, decide, okay, I'm going to go with the stable and I'm going to stay where I am for now. And I will revisit this later. So three cards for that. Um, three cards for what does it look like for me to look for a new opportunity? You know, the dust has settled a little bit. Um, you're able to ask this question, right? You know that you have felt unhappy. So is now the time to strike? What does it look like if you, you know, move in that direction, set that intention and start looking for new opportunities? Okay. Three cards on that. And, and I'm not quite sure how we, how this plays into your other two, but to make your main focus be family, stepping back, supporting your mom, must have, you know, really, I'm sure it would really value all the support and you have a young son and gosh, we all, for so many different reasons, have really felt the importance of our loved ones, right? So just to really, really focus on that right now. What does that look like for you? Three cards. Okay. So three cards on kind of staying where you are. Let me see. Oh, oh my God, Megan, you hate it so much. (laughs) (laughs) You have the five of wands, which is again, the petty bullshit, soul killing bullshit card, right? Just (laughs) out of you card with judgment, which is the judgment day, the day of reckoning, like, okay. And then death. Okay. So Wow. Um, this is just like, you're over it. You are very, very much over it. Um, and then what does it look like for you to look for a new, for new work right now? This is, you're in a hard situation. It doesn't look great for you to look for a new job right now, even though you're, you know that you're done at this other job. Um, right now looking for new work, you got the moon, not a great card. We love the moon, love you moon, but you know, in the tarot, it's like, no clarity, no clear path, right? We don't like that for, for a job. Um, seven of swords. It's this guy who's like stealing swords. Unless you're planning on getting a job as a sword stealer, it's not really a great omen for, for work. It's, it's, it says that, you know, things just aren't going to go the way you hope that they are going to go. Um, it's going to be tricky. Um, and then you have the four of swords, which is a nice card. It's a peace of mind card. Um, so, you know, but in, in this, on the heels of the moon and the seven of swords, the four just looks a little bit limp to me. You know, that person looks like they're dead more than they're sleeping. So I don't like it. Let's see what it looks like if you put your focus on family. Um, oh, yeah. You know something? I think that's what looks best for you. Here, here's what I think. To me, it's seeming like you are in the midst of a really big life cycle right now. And you're not quite through the cycle yet, if that makes sense. Um, the cards for kind of focusing on your family. The first card is the chariot who's been showing us so much love, um, you know, tonight, um, which is saying like, yes, commit to it. You know, the chariot is cancer and it wants you to commit. And even though it's a little rocky, you're going to figure out, well, what does it mean? What does it mean to make my family my focus? The chariot is a victory card. So you can figure that out. The next card you have is the seven of pentacles. And it's this guy who is sort of taking a pause in the midst of, you know, planting his garden to kind of look what has, look at what has bloomed. Okay. There's different reads on this card. You know, some, there's a lot of reads on it that are saying that during this pause, there's anxiety. I just want to, you know, say that, you know, it, it might feel a little bit like scary to be like, this is what I'm making my focus right now. But I think to me, this card in the Rider Waite deck, what really is clear to me is the beauty and the bounty of it. You know, all of these beautiful pentacles, this fr- this fruiting vine that this person has worked on. And to me, he doesn't look anxious. He looks like he's really, you know, pleased with himself that he's created what he's created. So, um, so it looks like, you know, enjoying your family is so important to you right now. The final card, though, is the Ten of Swords. So this is really interesting. I still think that this is the best option for you. Um, But because it's not a perfect option, what I think needs to happen is like, (laughs) you do need to get out of your job. But I I just, I think you, you need to suffer through it for a little bit longer. Put your focus on your family, you know, try to like emotionally, if not literally take a step back at work, like see if you can leave work at home a little bit, leave work at work a little bit more. Um, See if there's anything you can do to lighten the heaviness of it while you um, reorient yourself towards your family. And then at some point, you know, that 10 of swords, like I think that's when you really are at the end of this cycle. And I think you're going to get more clarity. 
you're going to know when you really need to, to quit, you know? Um, can you quit and, and not work? Yeah, that, that is an option. I think for me, what's scary, it's just, that's been a source of stability and, you know, it's a change. Yeah, it is a change. It's a big change. Um, you know, I'm, I think that what the, that's what I'm seeing for you, like quitting and not working. That's the answer. And it just looks like you should expect that, that, um, decision once you're actually living it and it's playing out that like, you're going to feel a little stress, right? The 10 of swords is like, it's mental, right? It's the swords are all in our mind. So even though this guy's laying there stabbed in the, in the, in the street, that's not really happening. It's all mental. So the way I'm seeing this is just like, it's kind of like the worst has happened. It's like, oh my God, I've quit my job to stay with my family. How could I have done that? You know what I mean? Like you might have a moment of it where you're just like, whoa, this is like, this is a big step to take. Like I'm really walking out on a limb here. But I think that like, I I would like to see you walk through that um, because you got the chariot on your side, which is beautiful. It's a major arcana and it's a good major arcana. You have that seven of discs. You know, you might find that you need to occupy yourself with something more than just family love at some point. But I still think getting out of that work is important. And it's not about finding a new job right now for you. That's just not going to, it's not going to be what makes you happy. Do you think that there's a possibility in the future of doing something on your own, like going into business for yourself? Yeah, that's something I've I've thought about, like especially in a creative space. But yeah. yeah, it's all it's all very new and scary. I'm in a very stable, like tech centered profession, so that would be so different. But no, that yeah. that's a really interesting read. Well, the way that I'm seeing it, it does look like you are meant to quit your job and not get a new one right now. But I am feeling from the Seven of Pentacles and the the Ten of Swords that at some point it's like that's just not going to be enough for you. Like it's important right now. It's important to start. Um, and, and, and again, it's important that like you're, it gets you out of your workplace also, which is really important, but at some point you're going to need something more. So that, that's going to be amazing. You know, when you figure that out, I think, I think that's going to be cool. It'll be interesting. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. And, uh, yeah, let us, let us know, keep us posted and good luck to you. Will do. Okay. All right, you guys, it's seven Oh eight and it's time for me to go and grab my child and put him to bed. Um, This has been wonderful. Thank you all so much for being here and for participating in the chat and otherwise. Um, It's so fun for me to do this. Thank you for making it so fun. If you have a question you want to send to me, please do. I'll keep you anonymous. Uh, You can send it to me at my Instagram, right? Which is Michelle Tease, T-E-A-Z. If you want to listen to back episodes of Ask the Tarot, you can go to Spotify search Your Magic, which is my podcast, and all the back episodes of The Room will pop up there. And what else did I want to say? Oh, I wrote a book called Modern Tarot. Maybe you'll like it. Check it out. There's lots of great tarot books out there. Um, Okay, that's it. I will see you here next Thursday night, and I hope you guys all have a great week. Bye-bye. Hello, friends. Remember to catch Ask the Tarot Live every Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern on Spotify Greenroom. You can join me for a journey through the cycles of life, love, and aspiration in real time. Just download the Spotify Greenroom app, sign up for free, or use your Spotify login to join the conversation. Then you'll be able to hear live readings, meet super interesting people, and even ask the tarot questions of your own. Download Spotify Greenroom for free today and join Ask the Tarot Live every Thursday. Thank you.